This episode of Guitar Radio Show is brought to you by Nico's USA Pickups. The quintessential pickup is finally here to capture the essence of the best vintage and modern tones on the planet. We all know there are certain periods that have captivated guitar players because of their cherished tones. Nico's USA pickups are handmade and designed to deliver just what you're looking for. Made in America, incorporating period-specific materials for the most discerning guitarist. The tone will easily captivate your ears with an amazing balance of highs, mids, and bass response, yielding unprecedented sound and feel. Authentic tones from authentic materials, handcrafted in the USA, Nico's USA Pickups. Go to nicosusapickups.com for more information. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 77 of Guitar Radio Show, show dedicated to all things guitar, dedicated to the guitar player, gear maker, guitar builder, all those folks that you may not know about, but you should. Today is one of those episodes. Today we have a band called Cream Circus, and we sit down with Chris DePinto, guitarist and singer, principal songwriter for the band, and we're going to talk to him about uh, all things about the band. In the meantime, don't forget about GuitarRadioShow.com, our Facebook page, and all that stuff. Here's some snippets from Cream Circus. Check them out. We have from the band Cream Circus, Chris DePinto. How are you, Chris? Hey, nice to hear you again, Mark. All right. You have a new album. It's a self-titled album, right? Oh, no, it's called Rock and or Roll. Right. Okay. That's the name of the new disc. And uh, it's right here. I have it right in front of me. I'm holding it. And I'm really digging this record, man. This is like... Uh, this is like everything that I grew up on and everything that get, that gets my yayas out. It's total rock, man. Um, so uh, you're the lead guitar player and you're the singer too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when did you start playing? I started playing guitar in fifth grade and uh, the band that got me interested in playing guitar was Uh-huh. As far as wanting to play guitar, I'm pretty sure it was Boston that got me into it. 
Interesting. And, uh, you know, it's listening to this, listening to this is like, for me, is listening to when radio was cool. When, when it was, when, when AOR, you know, album oriented radio was cool, you know, and that's why I do this show because of that era of radio is why I do this show. I mean, obviously because I love, also because I love guitars and guitar players, but I, I hear this record and I go, yeah, yeah, that's what's been missing. <laughs> that's what's been missing. Yeah, great songs. Yeah, the B sides, the deeper cuts. The yeah, deep, I mean, even the, um, the 70 stations that they have today, God forbid they flip over one of those records and just play, you know, another song, you know? Yeah. satisfaction so many times. Yeah, know? right, right. <laughs> if if, if yeah. only somebody would play Let Me Go Rock and Roll by Kiss, then I'd be... I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, cool. That's why I'm glad I'm doing it too. So <laughs> I'm glad you're happy with that. Um, so early on, you, you okay? So this is this is the music that you were getting into and you were really digging. And so, what made you decide? Here we are in 2015 or 2014 when you when this record got started to get recorded. Um, what made you say, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to bring this back. Was it, is it just, yeah. I mean, take, take us on that trip. Well, you know, I've always been into the performance side of things and, you know, putting on a show with most of the bands I've, I've been in. I mean, I had like this light show, Leather and Studs, Heavy Metal Band, which is very Judas Priest. In like the mid-90s when that was so unhip to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I had other bands where it was, I had this uh, funk band, which was like Parliament Funkadelic at one time, mm-hmm. you know? So we had all these like disco clothes and stuff, you yeah. know? But like, always high musicianship and all these bands. And I, you know, I just, I'm always, I, I love the, the, the simple pop song too. So taking the, the hard rock and the riffs, but like making a great, catchy, So it's that riff-oriented, hook-based rock and roll—the stuff that the, all the twos and fours, and a good hook, and you know, a lyric probably some, about either about rock and roll or about sex. <laughs> Right, absolutely. Well, you know that was that's an interesting thing too because that period, and I hear it on on this on this record too. The the solos on here are songs within the song. Oh yes, that you know. was always important to me. Um, you know, my heroes, like I said, Tom Schultz, Randy Rhodes, mm-hmm. and Brian May. Mm-hmm. These guys, you know. Well, then when the solo came up, it was like the song was lifted to a new level, you know. And that's you know, writing the solo for me is a whole, you know. Like I said, it's like another another song, really. Yeah. Important. Yeah, I mean, uh, the good solos. It's so funny too because I was talking to somebody this morning. I heard um, the solo to um, Hendrix's version of "All Along the Watchtower." And I was I was singing it while it, while it was playing in the other room. I could hear it in the other room, and I was singing. I was humming it. 
And I was like, well, you know, that really is the, that is definitely the, you know, the noticing moment of when, when a solo is truly great, when it's, when you can sing it, when you can hum it. And it, it's not just these notes that you're f- throwing out there. There's something to it. It has its own, it's, it's music. It's, that's the coolest thing. And that's what I'm finding on this record too. Big time, uh-huh. big time. Easily, yeah. they stick in your head for sure, absolutely. Um, I have I have a favorite track on this record, and I know I've already told you this off air, but my favorite track on the record is "Riff Mountain," and it's great. It's a great. It's a great title because it, it's totally it totally makes sense, and and the uh, the song is huge. It's it's big. It's a big song. It's like um, this is a song. This is a song that could castrate Ted Nugent. sitting there and you play and all of a sudden you put these notes together that you had never put together before and all of a sudden it's just this magical thing that happens and then ah i can and and then and then like you said it writes itself after that and you're done in 15 minutes i know right right that was it yeah even the lyrics all just came out yeah yeah. then you play for the band and they look at you're like It's a great tune. It's a great tune. Tell tell me about the song Rock and Roll Decree. Yeah, that, that one, uh, see, some of these songs are very old, too. I've always wanted to start this band. I just never really had enough material. So that song was started in 1995. Wow. I never had the solo. That's funny. I never had the solo section written. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to play the song until I had that other part that, that finished the tune, you know? And sure i can hear that it's an anthem an anthem right yeah which and, is cool you know, if, if i tell you the songs that the songs came from um you might not even agree which is fine i'd rather not i'd rather not rip off my heroes exactly and i'm glad that you know <laughs> you don't notice it that's better yeah no i, I didn't that i didn't really notice no um let's see let's see what song uh, oh, rock and roll band revisited. That I caught a I caught a Boston vibe on. Uh, what? Say again. Rock and roll. Rock and roll band revisited. Yes. Yeah, that I caught a Boston vibe on. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's got a great Boston vibe, and that's the one song on the record that I didn't write. 
that was written by a friend of mine, and he's a, his name is Jim Cruisen, and he was in a band called Jim Jenny and the Pine Tops. They were great, like Bill Monroe-style bluegrass band. Mm. And I played with those guys for a while, too. I played bluegrass for a while. Mm-hmm. He wrote that song as kind of a 3-4 country tune. <laughs> but we both loved Boston, so I decided to take his tune and rewrite it as kind of a Boston vibe and add that lead that's in there. Very cool, um, but yeah, I, and you know, it's it's uh, you you may wear some of your your influences on your sleeve, but you you're taking them you're taking them to the next logical place, which works for me, you know. Cause if, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, because yeah, it feels good. About. Yeah, it feels good. You know. So I like that. Now, everyone, uh, folks, if you don't know, Chris is also uh, the president and main guy at Depento Guitars. Um, And so it says here in the liner notes, and I'm so happy I'm reading liner notes. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. I mean, this this, this CD, folks, this CD package opens up. It's a gatefold. It's like it's like having a record, man. It's cool. Oh, it's, a, it's a shame we couldn't afford to do it on vinyl. Hopefully, we'll do it someday. Oh, it'd be such a great gatefold. Absolutely. I mean, the only thing's missing is like a love gun or something. Um, but uh, it says here that uh, Chris played DePinto Belvedere Jr. on all the tracks. So that's your main guitar, huh? Right. Exactly. So I designed that guitar. Yeah, and you Pretty designed much, it. funny because i wouldn't have I, I i thought to myself when i before i read that and i heard the record i thought okay he's probably using a couple of different guitars here but when you get to sister transistor that song i, I said to myself, oh that's got to be the belvedere yeah had to be that's full on your yeah. full on full on you know thunders in the house you know um so what what uh, run us through your signal chain obviously so we got the belvedere and then where do you go from there okay well you know the live setting is totally different from the studio so what do you want to hear about <laughs> well uh, since we're talking about the record let's let's run through the uh, studio rig first and then we'll do the live rig. Okay. okay so as we record the record was recorded over three years so a lot changed we experimented as we went through me and um, this guy, Eric, who is the uh, owner of Creep Records, he's the guy who put the record out, and he's got engineered the record as well. And um, so we started with um, Junior through, I have a Mesa Boogie Head. It's a trim of her. I think I traded a Casio keyboard for it or something. <laughs> I kept working. But he wants to work on it. But I fell in love with the tone, and I'm not even like a Mesa guy. I'm more like old you know, Marshalls and stuff like that. But... This was just the sound that I was looking for. It doesn't sound like new metal. It doesn't sound like a door. It's like a classic sounding head, I guess, you know? And so we put 
best are little highlight tabs. So a lot of the rhythm tracks are that. Mm-hmm. And you can hear on the first track. Um, has that kind of jangly thing happening with the, with the um, P90 and, of course, the um, highlight cat, you know. So you hear that a lot. Um, but it changes a lot into that as well. So was that the rig? So, um, was that mostly through the whole three years? That's what you used. Uh, yeah, but for, for rhythm tracks, and there's a couple leads done that way as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it was taking a long time, so um, we couldn't. I couldn't just wait to go to the studio to do leads um, because he wasn't always available, and it was all done for free. So what we started doing was he started sending me tracks through email, and I started recording stuff. I have a little Zoom four-track recorder. Which I love the sound on, by the way. So I was plugging my guitar directly into the Zoom, picking out the sound on there with the, with the Belvedere, and playing my leads and tracking a lot of them and then dumping them into Pro Tools. So a lot of guitar tracks are done right through a Zoom recorder dumped into Pro Tools and they sound amazing. Wow. And that, that huge riff on Riff Mountain is done through the Zoom. Get out of here. That's amazing. I can't believe it. I was going to want to tell people because then I changed the way they listen to it, but it is just crushing, you know? That's amazing. It's funny because, yeah, yeah, it was actually, we were doing it at the dummy track with the drummer and um, just doing it through the Zoom just to get it down. And when we heard it back, we were like, we have to keep that track because it's, we couldn't even reproduce it actually. I don't know what we did that day, but uh, that particular guitar track is higher than the mix and every other guitar and it's, that's amazing it's monstrous that's pretty cool yeah so everything we did we just used our ears we didn't care we didn't like say well you gotta have a box AC30 on this you gotta have that we just like try this and and push record if that's the tone use it you know right and even the vocals I hate to say it but I am singing into a little tiny microphone on that handheld (laughs) thing that's how the vocals were done and wow. once again, they sound so classic. They sound something more like Mark Bowles would have done. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. See, you know, that, and that's 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 right there. There's simplicity. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I you know, it's funny. I'm working on a record right now, and, and I'm, I I wanted to do I you know I wanted to do it with something really simple, something as close to tape as I could get. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this on GarageBand with no edits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, it's all gonna be, it's all gonna be about, pun- no, no, not even punching in any tracks. It's gonna be all first takes, second takes, and that's it. And if if I have to do more than that, then I I scrap the song, you know, because you want it to feel natural. You want it to be real and organic, or as organic as you can in the digital domain. Yes, but that's you know, and I would I would have thought to myself, ah, oh, they used they use an old Ampeg machine and. They're using they're using quarter inch ta- three quarter inch tape and you know like holy no, no it wasn't even done on tape but we kept our ears focused in that direction yeah and that's how we got the vibe you know of course we weren't editing much so if you hear a little mistake it makes you think this is probably on tape because it's that little tiny guitar little out there so mm-hmm. you know it sounds more human we didn't mm-hmm. fix little mistakes you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But that's, that helps you get into the original tone of how they used to record. It doesn't have to be on tape if you do it that way, like you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. 
That's great. It's a great philosophy. It's a great, I think it's a great working uh, modicum to have, I think, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, the digital You'll get addicted to changing things, you know. You oh, can't do that. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I've i worked on all sorts of projects in the past, and and some movie scores and stuff. And it's like, okay, we'll we'll just go ahead and we'll move, we'll cut that, and we'll move this here, and it's like that. And we'll, say, well, well, I could go back and do it again. No, 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 no. Worry about it. <laughs> we'll comp, we'll comp yeah. that. We'll we'll comp that. We'll comp that. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You comp that. All right. 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 So, yeah, that's how you can keep the vibe and keep the listener interested and even, um, you know, copy that old sound just by doing it the way they did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's visceral that way. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, so there's the, that's the studio rig. What's the live rig like? Does it differ that much? A little bit. So, it's, it's like a dual, no, it's, what is it, a turnover, Mason, uh, Mason will be turnover head. Mm-hmm. And the reverb and the channel doesn't even work. And I think the, it's the high gain channel that works. Um, so I only have one channel on the head. And I use an old digital delay rack mount. I think a Lowen SRV 1000 or something. I don't know what it is. It's an old you know, rack mount delay. Um, but I use it for a doubling and a coursing effect. Because mm-hmm. I tried every course pedal in the world, and they, none of them get the sound except. You know, that Tom Schultz doubling, chorusing thing that only 80s rack mouse can do. Yeah. And I hate carrying it to shows, but I have to because it's the only thing that can do it. Yeah. And that's run through the effect loop, and um, that's pretty much it. Besides, um, I have these two volume pedals that are, you can set the minimum volume so they don't shut off all the way. Mm-hmm. And I use that for lead boost. And um, oh. they're, they're, they're like, taped together so they both go down at the same time. So what it does is um, one pedal can turn up my guitar as if I'm turning up the volume knob on my guitar. So it goes to the front of the amp. And then the other pedal goes to the effect loop so it turns the whole volume of the, of the amp up. Right. So I can get a gain boost and a volume boost just by hitting both pedals which actually work as one pedal. Mm-hmm. So I get this big fat volume pedal thing on the floor and people are always pointing at it like what is that crazy looking thing you know. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's all basically boosting lead and and the course effect. Uh-huh. That's pretty much it. Uh-huh. Well, that's, um, four, that's pretty cool. So is this, is this band going to get out on the road? Well, we, what we do, we just, uh, we're based in Philly and we go up to New York and go down to Baltimore and, you know, mm-hmm. wherever, New Jersey, and that's pretty much what we're doing. We're sticking around the East Coast at this point. But yeah, whatever comes out, we're willing to, yeah. you know, we all work and have jobs. And right. the other guitar player um, actually uh, makes guitars as well. He, uh, his company is um, Kara Guitars. Uh-huh. His name is Jim Kara. And he makes uh, basses for Gene Simmons. So, um, oh, okay. if you see Jim Simmons with like a chrome plated axe these days, the Jim guy who makes it. So, very cool. It's neat having him in the band as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, two guitar makers in the band and yeah. you know, play all the lead. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> so, let's talk about the name of the band. Okay. It's Cream Circus. Yeah. I mean, to you, to you. Yeah, C R E E M. And then, and then the word circus. So to you and me, it's obvious. 
I would, I would, I would imagine to to a, a majority of my audience, it's it's obvious. But there might be some folks because you know, like I said, we we broadcast in eleven countries, and I'm not sure if everybody ever got those publications. So right. fill us in on that. Great, great seventies rock magazines. I mean, you know, all the Bowie and Alice Cooper, and, you know, uh, a magazine that puts Jimmy Page on the cover, not Robert Plant. You know, that's, that's right. Cool stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And and one of them had my fav- one of my favorite writers of all time, Lester Bangs. He was a man. He was one, another one of the great uh, American white drug takers. <laughs> well, man, I, I I dig this record, and I and I really dig the band, um, and I love the whole vibe and and the packaging and everything. It's got it all going on. I really like it a lot. It was a blast to, to, to get. They should go to the Facebook and they'll be knocked out by yes. the platform shooters. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's the whole nine, y'all. It's the whole nine. I mean, the the back picture alone of of, uh, of Chris here with, with the mohair jacket and the, and the, it's just, it's wild. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I found you guys on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, CD Baby, Tumblr, and Amazon. Uh, where else? Right. Where else is the, is there going to be a, a full fledged website for this, or are you just going to work through the Facebook page? Oh, yeah, it's for now just a Facebook page. Um, the CD's coming out on iTunes, and uh, some videos are going to come out. Yeah, that I really can't wait for. When that happens, you got to give me those links, man, so I can put them up. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, super cool, uh, folks. The band is Cream Circus. The record is called Rock and or Roll, and I highly recommend it. If you like honest to goodness, real. Balls out in your face, rock. This is this is the record. This is it. Finally, somebody. You know, this is one of those things, Chris. That I, I talk about this all the time. I hear people say all the time, oh, "You know, it's just not like it used to be, and the rock is not as good, and there's no no good there's no good bands anymore." That's bullshit. What we have is it's it's bullshit because and I'll tell you why because people are just too lazy to get up off the couch, put down their goddamn iPad or iPhone, and go and see bands like Cream Circus in Philly. Go see the Mugs in Detroit and all these other bands and 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 you know since you do have this iPad and you have your iPhone and your MacBook and everything else, you can find these bands. You just got to dig a little bit. It's it's no yeah. different. It's no different than when we were back in the day when we went into the record store and we would flip through a bin and we would go, "All right, it's five ninety nine. I'll take a chance. I'll take a yeah, chance." Exactly. And then you, you you get it home and it might be a, a, a life changing event. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's digging. It's just a little different. That's all. Yeah. It's a di- it's just the digging is a little different. You know. That's all. You know, but but the rock is there. The music is there. There's people playing it, and there's people waiting to give it to you. So, folks, take advantage of this. Absolutely. 
Hey, man, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Chris and the guys in Cream Circus. Great band. Go check them out. Get the disc. I really dig this disc a lot. I can't stop playing it. Folks, I want to remind you that we are getting ready to give away. We are giving away. Not getting ready. We're doing it right now. We're getting ready to give away a set of Nico's USA 69 Voodoo calibrated pickup set for a Strat. Oh, yeah, baby. You got to get yourself in on this. I've got one set to give away. These pickups normally cost 130 bucks, folks. And the folks over at Nico's USA Pickups, nicosusapickups.com, are uh, being nice enough to give us a set to give to you. How do you do it? Go to, go to guitarradioshow.com, go to the Contact GRS tab, fill out the information in there, and in the comment box write, I want those pickups. That's what you have to do for this particular giveaway. This particular giveaway, you got to go there, you got to put your information in, and you've got to write in. I want those pickups. You will be entered into a drawing, and we will be giving them away. I will let you know when the giveaway will actually be happening. But folks, these pickups, man, nice highs, punchy lows, amazing mid-range. They are great, and they are period-specific pickups. These guys aren't fooling around. This isn't just your average pickup maker here. This is some cool stuff. So, folks, for more information, you can go to Nico's Pickups USA to check out. Um, Nico's USA Pickups, I'm sorry, dot com. Nico's USA Pickups dot com for more information on the pickups. Check them out. Like I said, they are the 69 Voodoo calibrated pickup set for Strat. And um, for more information on the, on the, uh, on the actual giveaway, you can come right here, Guitar Radio Show, guitarradioshow.com, the Facebook page, the Twitter, all that stuff. We're going to be blasting it out, letting everybody know about this because I can't wait for somebody to experience tone the Nico's USA pickups way. It's going to be cool. I have a set in my Strat. I absolutely love it. Killer, 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 killer pickups. Thank you to them for providing that giveaway. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we got to get out of here. But don't forget, like I said, guitarradioshow.com. Don't forget about the giveaway. Don't forget about a whole bunch of other stuff that we got coming up. It's going to be cool. Got so many great guests coming. Thank you to everybody uh, for listening in uh, all over the planet. Really appreciate you all listening and getting into this crazy show, this love of mine that uh, is just a labor of love, man. Just love it because I love turning people on to cool musicians. And uh, it's a blast. We got to get out of here. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep on playing. And we'll see you on the next episode of Guitar Radio Show. Peace. Everybody say, you, Ed. I like this crowd already. GRS Productions.